Hi, everyone, and welcome to Paydirt, a Penn State football show. Along with former Penn State and NFL quarterback Matt McGloin, I'm Tom Hannafin. This show is brought to you by our sponsors, Funk Brewing, the official craft beer partner of Paydirt. Now, we're big fans of Funk Citrus IPA and Silent Disco IPA. However, we want to let you know about some Funk Brewing beers that are available this month. The Silent Luau Hazy IPA is out right now in Funk's tap rooms in Emmaus, Elizabethtown, and York, and it's on the way to your favorite grocers and beer distributors. Also, the cruising Belgian-style white ale is available as of Monday, June 20th. You can find a variety of Funk Brewing beers at your favorite beer distributor and grocery store. Visit funkbrewing.com to learn where and how you can get their fantastic products. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Also, Paydirt is brought to you by our partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Playoffs, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Paydirt is presented by Bet Online, where the game starts. And uh, speaking of just some business things altogether, uh, for the first time ever, the Paydirt show, the Paydirt podcast, has its own merchandise. I am very excited <laughs> about this. Head to shop.believe.com. You should be able to see it on your screen here on YouTube. Um, this has got the show logo on the front. And for those of you listening on the back, it is McGloin. 11 it looks exactly the same as matt's 2012 uniform which that team very specially all the members of the team had their opportunity to have their name on the back they even nailed the font i was so excited because the the c looks good the c in mcgloin yeah. was up and not down i i can't tell you how happy i was about it so when's the hannafin edition coming no one's out? buying that crap <laughs> <laughs> no one's buying it. If you want my old high school jersey, uh, we'll sell that. If you guys are really desperate, it should be it should be Hannafin on the back, and then you like getting thrown through a table. Oh yeah, like, just me hit with a chair. Or something when I got like beat that. up by Stephanie McMahon on Raw, we'll, we'll throw that on there. Uh, but again, if you guys are interested, uh, shop.believe.com. Uh, there's also some fantastic merchandise on there as well. Um, the reason why we're doing this bonus edition of Pater, and it's coming out uh, on Friday, we're recording this on Thursday. So earlier this week, um, Penn State head coach James Franklin held a press conference that got a little fiery. I want to show you this footage and uh, let you hear this audio courtesy of WTAJ's Anderley Penwell. One number that's out there is 13 million a year for roster management. Are you saying that Penn State needs more than that? I, I guess the question is, I don't know what schools you're talking about. But if we want to compete with the schools that you guys all write articles about us competing with, why wouldn't our number be the same as others? James, how excited are you to see? Summer, is there something that you specifically do? Just I, I guess explain that at some point. Can we do this where we flip it around, and I can ask yeah. questions like, if, if, if school X we're supposed to be competing with, well, the number if, was if they, if, they, if school X has a number and we're supposed to be competing with school x why would our number be different it's let, let, let's do this at some point let's flip it around 
cameras on you. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Going back to the summer, is there something specifically you do to reset, recharge mentally, emotionally, physically before you get into camp in the season? I, I can't get off this. If, if you guys could message me, send me a message on why our numbers would be different than the people we're supposed to keep compete with. Explain that to me. I, I don't. I don't get it. Well, that number recharging. Huge. Recharging. Huh? That number seemed huge. Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. The number. Who determines the number? If you if you sell your house. It's not the thirteen million. That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> it's not what I'm asking. You're missing the point. If you're selling your house, do you determine the number? No, you don't. You hope. No, no. The market determines. The market determines the value of your house, and what one person may seem huge, another. The market determines that. So, if the number is huge everywhere, then what? If the number is huge everywhere. So again, thank you to WTAJ for the footage and the audio. Andrew Lee Penwell and my buddy Andrew Clay over at WTG and to WTAJ as well for that. Um, Matt, uh, there's a lot to unpack here, and you and I were texting about this when this came out. Um, what was your immediate reaction to Franklin's comments? You know, obviously he'd mentioned TMX, right? We all know who TMX is, right? It's Ohio State. Look, I'm so frustrated over this whole NIL and money and everything that's going into playing college football these days, right? It, it, it's it's taking away from how pure the game is. From it's taking away from how special that atmosphere is every single Saturday, right? Having the opportunity to take the field for your school, right? Look, cars aren't beating teams. Money's money's not beating teams. You know what is in college, Tom? Your coaching, right? And look, maybe the game is passing me by. Maybe I'm old school whatever. But Saturday, when you run out of the tunnel, nothing matters except playing your tail off, doing your best to execute a game plan, um, making adjustments, competing. All those other things are irrelevant at that point. You're playing for your school. You're playing for your family. You're playing for your friends, your teammates, right? Look, and when I look at it, like you compare it to the NFL, everybody's like, uh, you know, now they're pay getting, now that guys are getting paid, you know, we're treating them like the NFL players, more professional. There's more pressure to perform in the NFL there is in college, right? College, you're you're just you're just a kid still. You're a student athlete. In the NFL, it's your job, Tom. You don't perform. You're going home, and that's it. The journey's over. In college, if you don't perform well, maybe you get benched. You stay on scholarship. Hey, maybe I'll transfer next year. You know what? I'll just quit. Talent alone allows you to continue to play in college, and I think most kids understand that. So for me, throwing money at 18 or 22 year old kids who, who aren't mature enough yet to understand what it means to have that money is not a good thing. Look, there are NFL guys who can't handle that type of money. Mm -hmm. Tom. No, I understand what you're saying. I, I think it's extraordinarily complicated to unpack, especially what Franklin said earlier this week uh, to the media. Now, yeah. you and I have seen it multiple times. It's not the first time that James Franklin has gone off on members of the media, I think he gets very frustrated and it is a circumstance of what he knows versus what the media thinks they know. So I will defend him to a degree on that front. That seemed to be what spawned the clip that we just showed you and played you. Um, but also, again, and with that, Tom, and let me go back to Team X because I mentioned Team X, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, Ohio State. Yes. You, 
your number can no, be nowhere near Team X because you cannot compete with Team X. Mm -hmm. You're not in the same league as Team X right now. And that's not a dig. It, that, it, that, it, it is it's what it truth. is. Ryan Day is, Ryan Day is 34 and four. He's 23 and one in the Big Ten. He's won the Sugar. He's won the Rose. He's been to the playoff. They have a Heisman candidate every single year. You've lost five in a row to Ohio State. Right now, with or without money involved, it doesn't matter. It's very simple. They're better. Mm -hmm. They're smarter. They're more prepared week in and week out. The program is run better. That's why your number will never be where their number is right now. And the fact that you think that's the solution to your problem, you think the solution is money, is, is it's desperate. Your pitch is basically give me money so I can win. Yes. Not, well, look, our O-line wasn't great. Our run game needs to improve. I need to do a better job with situational football. The pitch should be, Tom, and this is the last thing, and then I'll, I'll pass it back to you. The pitch should be we can win because I, as a head coach, can lead us in that direction. Yes, we can help keep our players here and keep them happy through NFL uh, NIL opportunities and things like that. Recruiting the right types of players, developing these players, leading these players, and having these players understand what it means to play Penn State football will be the reason for us winning football games, not taking 10 to $13 million to try to keep our players happy. I, I do believe... Money is obviously a factor in in all of this um, to to cite what, again, we've said it multiple times, TMAX is Ohio State, because recently there was uh, you know information that came out of a meeting with Ryan Day, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes and donors. And he told them flat to their faces, I need 13 million dollars to keep my roster intact with NIL funds. And then the question was posed, oh, what do you need for certain positions? And he cited that you potentially need $2 million to maintain a top-flight quarterback, that you need a million dollars to maintain a top-flight tackle to protect that top-flight quarterback. So the list goes on and on in terms of value. And I think Ryan Day, it seems from the information that came out of this, was approaching his donors, his boosters, his base in a very matter-of-fact way and just being straight up and honest you and i have texted about this uh recently it was sent out to the penn state alumni association if you're a fan of penn state football and you're on a newsletter or something like that a lengthy letter directly from james franklin that i can summarize it and say without even you needing to read it at home it said quote please give us more money then seeing james franklin behave the way he did in front of the media i think it's it, it, as I mentioned, it's complicated. A, I think he's frustrated based on what he knows versus what the media thinks is the truth. So he's trying to convey that, yes, the market is dictating that in order to compete for a national title, you will need to raise potentially $13 million or more to compete with the Ohio States, Alabama's, Georgia's, the list goes on and on. So I understand his frustration there in that moment. However, whether it's the letter he's putting out or him snapping at the media the way he is. It's extraordinarily unbecoming. It's It does not instill confidence. As you said, go out there and just portray confidence, even if you don't have it. That's the sign of a good leader is to go out there and portray confidence that we are going to do what we have to do to put the best team on the field and we're going to get good players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What this is saying to me, however, is a variety of things is that between the open letter to Penn State fans and then these types of exchanges that he's having in the media, it tells me that the boosters and donors for Penn State that have been there for decades for this football program don't want to give him the money. 
it tells me they don't want to give James Franklin the money because it's been diminishing returns. The argument has been made and can be made that the 2014 and 2015 teams were a byproduct of the last you know players that were part of Joe Paterno's staff or the last people that were part of Bill O'Brien's recruiting efforts. And that it was only the beginning of James Franklin really putting his fingerprints on this team. And yes, it yielded a Big Ten championship win in 2016. All well and good. Since then, we can all agree it's been rocky. It's been 500 the last two seasons. Is it entirely possible that these boosters that actually care about the success of this university would open up their pockets for a $2 million quarterback, a $1 million left tackle, just don't want to give it to him? Because they don't trust James Franklin. That's well. That's really well said, Tom. And I think you're right. It's and and the way I would look at it is, you're asking me for this money, but that's not the. It's not the problem. The winning is the problem. So how yeah. how, how how can we figure this out? Because if Ohio State needs 13 million, they need two million to keep C.J. Stroud happy. Well, that makes sense because he's a Heisman candidate. He's going to be a Heisman candidate again this mm-hmm. year. Um, and they're winning football games week in and week out. They're competing. You are not. We're not doing that. So why will throwing money at this problem help us? It's not going to. It doesn't It doesn't help change the way you should prepare or win football games or understand what to do throughout the course of a game to put your team in the best spot to win. Tom, people, donors, alumni, sponsors, they can give you whatever you want. And let's be honest, I'm sure a lot will. And okay, maybe that'll keep players in place unless you lose, of course, Mm -hmm. because I don't have to sit out. I can just bounce and go somewhere else. But again, if you can't game plan, develop, understand situational football, understand key moments in games, win, all the money in the world doesn't matter. Your problem right now is figuring out how to win and just asking for money to try to help your problem is an excuse. It's a lack of development of individual players. And I know people listening to this will probably sit back and, well, what about the guys who get drafted every single year? So yes, I will give credit to James Franklin in that Mm -hmm. he will recruit a handful of excellent players per class. And those guys are such fantastic athletes that yes, they are going on to the national football league and having great success, by the way. However, on the field at Beaver stadium, You're not seeing the development of players and you're not seeing the development of a team that is trending in the right direction. Again, as I mentioned, I think this is complicated because it's James Franklin's inability to be a good fundraiser for this team. And I come back to the hiring of the new athletic director, Pat Kraft. That is his background from Boston College and even to a degree at Temple. That is something that has clearly been identified as, hey, we need to be better about this. So I'm hoping Pat Kraft has a positive influence because it appears James Franklin has not endeared himself to those with the deepest pockets that support the Nittany Lion football program. And at the same time, I think there's questions that need to be raised about the NIL collective success with honor because it's not necessarily staffed with fundraisers. It's staffed with names, and you and I have talked about it on this podcast. It's staffed with names like LeVar Arrington and Todd Blackledge, and the list goes on and on. But is it prepared to go into the marketplace that James Franklin just discussed and really make a difference and really reel in dollars? It uh, it doesn't seem like the way the program is moving is really prepared for NIL. And frankly, James Franklin has been outspoken saying that the approach of the team and the athletic department for a few years now 
has been out of step with the maturation of NIL. So it just seems like this is a problem that they're behind. They're behind by a lot. We don't know exactly what the number is. Again, 13 million to X what that is, but the gap seems pretty big. It, it, you're behind because of what the last two and a half years have have looked like. That's why you're behind the struggles, the 14 and 13. I understand the, the pandemic. I understand the pandemic, and I will let yes. that asterisk be there. But still, it's just you're not seeing what we thought we would see at this point in time, right? And it's just when 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 the money thing comes out now, and him saying, you know, whatever Team X is, if we want to compete with Team X, that's where we need to be. But it's like you're not you're not there yet. Right. You, you had there has to be some promise. We need to see something before we start saying, all right, we're fully ready to commit now to this James Franklin plan with facilities and NIL and money for our players. We're just not seeing that. Right. There's still questions concerning the offensive line, the run game. For me, there's still questions about whether or not Mike Yersich is going to be an offensive coordinator there in years to come. We all know how these coordinators have bounced around at Penn state in years past. So there's still a ton of question marks, but again, like the the money thing in the NIL thing, it just fires me up because there's so many more important things that that team and that program needs to focus on rather than saying, Hey, I need a hundred grand for every single player to keep them pleased. doesn't make sense. I I think this is a, I want to look at this big picture because I think Penn State fans are extraordinarily frustrated, obviously, with what's happened on the field in the last few seasons. They have every right to be. Um, it, it upsets me that James Franklin is out in the media making excuses, as you put it. I agree with you that he is putting out a letter, an open letter to fans saying, hey, we need more money. That tells me you're out of options. That tells me mm-hmm. that's a last resort. I don't know what to I do. Don't I don't know what to do. So you're throwing up your hands and you're making excuses. Now, Penn State fans who are not happy with James Franklin, by the way, this year, his buyout is $72 million. You have the previous president and athletic director to thank for that conundrum. But the question is, how long is this going to go on? Because if the problems continue to mount, he continues to throw up his hands saying, I can't get any money. I can't get any money. I would believe that the new president, Ben DePuty, and the new AD, Kraft, will go and find someone who is actually going to be able to inspire boosters, inspire donors, and inspire more money to be influxed into the program. Are we hearing anything about any other Big Ten programs like this, Tom? Uh, Not to my knowledge. Ohio State doesn't struggle like this, nor does Michigan. Wisconsin, Michigan State. You know, I'm just... Purdue, mm-hmm. Purdue, Purdue. I'm gonna pick. I'm picking Purdue to win the West this year, right? That that's it. That they can win ten games this year. Minnesota can win ten mm-hmm. games this year. So for me, it's like I look around and I look at the culture and the atmosphere of these programs and how good they are and how healthy they are and how far they've come. And it's just like I haven't seen that in years past at Penn State. And now, again, going back to it with with this whole asking for money thing and like that. And you're, you're right, Tom. It's like I'm out of options here. I, I just I need money. I think money can fix the problem. I think money can be our solution when when it's not. And, it, and it, hey, it's listen, not. it might be part of the solution. I'm not I'm not going to be naive to the fact that this is the business of college football and it is basically free agency. You do need to be able to throw around some money, but it does come back to. Other schools within your own conference, as you're alluding to, with less and accomplishing more. That is 
insanely yeah. frustrating to Penn State fans. And and for yeah. And you just, like I said, you just look at the way some of those teams game plan, what they use, the way they use their players, the way they use their talent. Purdue, a pass-heavy football team, Wisconsin, balance, run attack, mix and play action. Look at what Michigan State was able to do last year in such a short time for Mel Tucker. Now, I think they're going to struggle this year just because they do have some question marks. They have a lot of competition at the running back spot there. Um, you know, But, I mean, Michigan, that was a player-led football team that we saw last year that was that was just simply fantastic and impressive of a season. Um, you know Iowa's going to be right there. It's these teams that just continue to grind it out, find ways, believe in their self, believe in the program, believe in the system, not somebody trying to change who they are year in and year out. What concerns me, again, referencing the, the issues that he's having raising money, if there's not significant ground gained in the next year or two, is this a situation where the existing staff has to wait several years? Because I mentioned the buyout presently $72 million in about three years. It becomes, I'll put air quotations here, reasonable to buy him out. <laughs> and that is even ridiculous. I do not know the number off the top of my head, but I encourage people to look it up. It is astronomical, but it's better than $72 million. So is this new administration prepared to wait until the number is reasonable? Or is it a much shorter leash than that? And is this a messy divorce? Because if James Franklin's continuing to make excuses and not able to get any more money and not able to put more uh, you know, wins in the win column, how long are you going to let this go on for? And I think the, cool. the last straw that it frustrates Penn State fans so much is that, man, you just signed a 10-year, $80 million yep. extension, and you're complaining about money. And it's because... He has Penn State and he knows he has Penn State now because of the contract. So that's, I think, where all this is coming from. And unfortunately, that's the position that the program is in, the position the university is in. And only time is going to tell. But, you know, just we're sitting here and it's June and we're talking about mm -hmm. this. You're eight, you're, you're just over 80 days away from the season kickoff in West Lafayette against a team I think is going to win the West. Mm -hmm. um, time will tell, Tom. It's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. I sincerely hope, um, you know, I'll, I'll make the correlation to politics is that regardless of who the president is, you want to see the country succeed. So this is very much what I'm hoping for is that, yes, things do get figured out under James Franklin, because I believe he's a good man. I believe he has talent as a head coach, but there's been all these problems. And to, to hear this in regards to raising money at a university that's had so much success and had no problem supporting their football program for decades this is deeply concerning. So, uh, and we we came out we came out hot <laughs> on this show here, but but it, it's I mean, a bonus look, episode rightful, for a reason, right? Look, right, rightfully so, Tom, because the, the 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 concerns that we've had, the questions that we've had about the program, and now you see something like this, and it's just pulling, it's pulling the focus and it's pulling the direction completely away from what the issues actually are with this football team and with this program. Um, you know, it's about it's about winning football games. It's about competing and winning football games and just all this outside noise. Right. I think it's infecting your program. It's infecting your team. Right. And it's letting somebody listen to this guy or listen to this person or listen to this money. Listen to my brand. What about me? What about you? This and that he's getting paid. What? Why can't I get that? I don't want to see that happen at Penn State. Yeah. And for, for James Franklin, if all these things in terms of the, the comments he's made in the media, the 
letter that he has sent to the Penn State fan base, if that is indeed his last resort move, it definitely brings a question to my mind is that the boosters that have supported this program for many, many years, are they specifically not interested in investing in Penn State football under James Franklin? I will leave that up to our listeners and viewers to determine. Uh, thank you all for joining us for this bonus edition of Pater coming this Wednesday in the podcast version of the show. We're going to be joined by former Penn State offensive lineman Rich Hornberger. He's going to have some great insight for us. He's obviously a big part of the sports broadcasting community nowadays, had a hell of a run in the National Football League and was very successful at Penn State. So that'll be out as a podcast this coming Wednesday. And then, of course, it will air next Thursday from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio State College. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.